Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. What did you say? I said we'd be up to freaking out. Oh, now, see, there you go. Passive-aggressive Lawrence again. I'm a Democrat in Congress. I said without our good friends at Sunbury Motors, where would we be? I said we'd be up the creek without a sponsor. There you go. We don't <laughs> want to be up the creek. My lovely, Especially Brian, without a sponsor. <laughs> my lovely Brian and I are going to try kayaking, incidentally. Oh, really? Yes. We're going to hit the river. Down or, at or the uh, lakes. Penn's Landing? Or not Penn's Landing, Penn's Tavern? Uh, well, that's probably be one of our destinations and or yeah. starting points. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, Looks I, very relaxing. I cannot imagine. I was down at Penn's Tavern last week and looked out over the river. I can't imagine you can kayak to right to their dock right at the moment because the river is so low. Well, it appears low because it, the water's clear. <laughs> it's low. The rocks are sticking up everywhere. All right. Well, in that case. <laughs> All right. But nice try. All right. So welcome aboard. Uh, Mr. Joe McGranahan is our fabulous co-host. He is the mayor of Shemokin Dam, chair of the CSVT task force. Great conservative, but uh, a natural-born listener. Uh, he, we call him a lot of names around here. Old and in the way comes into mind. But Today I'm outraged. Oh, he's outraged. Okay. Everybody's so. outraged. Now I'm outraged. Yeah, everybody on both sides of the aisle. Aren't you going to outraged. ask me why? No, I know why. <laughs> only retirees have time to watch William Barr, so you watched some of it yesterday, so uh, you're outraged. All right, so that's Mr. Joe McGranahan, but his favorite name, you can only hear it at the dinner table when his grandchildren say... Papa. Papa, that's right. I'm Mark Lawrence, subpar host of the show, just a uh, another working-class dog around here. <laughs> nothing, nothing, Thank you, nothing noteworthy around me. Now, Rob Center's on the other side of the glass, and he's a He dog. actually does have a dog. He's a dog lover, Yes, he's got a dog. It was a big part of his family. And his dog is, uh, like our cats, very sensitive to fireworks. They hate that, so makes them hide. <laughs> so, so now you know some more good information. If I were living with you, I'd want to hide, too. <laughs> I'll butt under the couch? <laughs> no, not okay, there. Okay, <laughs> see, that's the thing. <laughs> All right, so uh, welcome aboard. And you are the star of the show, folks. So we would like you to call us today and tell us your opinion. Uh, we did talk about uh, the uh, Attorney General, William Barr, testifying. No, we didn't, but we're going to. That's my topic Well, we mentioned morning. it. Uh, we also have uh, the uh, COVID-19 numbers are increasing locally so is that of any concern maybe some folks have a a question or an observation about that we also had the state health secretary dr rachel levine talking about the transphobic comments that uh, i guess she was sick of it and decided to have it's funny how you can get irritated and, and ready to respond but you do so in such a gracious and forgiving way. And so. then Joe Biden had one of the press conferences you talk about. Boy, they hit him with such hard questions yesterday. Why did you choose to speak that? here in Delaware, Joe? Oh, was that where, yeah, his, his lovely bride was participating. <laughs> and his a, answer was marvelous. It's near my home. <laughs> this was this was absolutely intellect on display. Joe. All right, I'll get it back out now. <laughs> what? Get what back out? Joe's recipe to become president. No, Remember no, don't bother. Don't, no, no, no. Please, spare uh, us. Well, can I read you number one? <laughs> 
stay say nothing worthwhile <laughs> say nothing it doesn't even go continue it says be quiet all right so he would like to be president people who are much much smarter than him have said okay the first thing you have to do is be quiet so what is joe biden doing well he, he actually met with some reporters yesterday and, the, and these were really heavyweight reporters <laughs> the, the province town gazette ernie's uh, newsletter uh, I'm surprised the Orange Street News wasn't there to do an interview or oh, to ask a question. I would put her in that category. She's <laughs> no, she's tougher. She's tough. Yeah, that would be tougher than than anything else he got yesterday. He'd have to respond. But it was the same four or five reporters back at getting question after question. So, ironically, there was nobody there to ask a real hardball question. But over and above that. I, if I were a Democrat today, I would be changing my party registration to independent after that disgusting display yesterday with the Attorney General of the United States. I understand they don't like him, but it's a hearing, and when you ask a question, you're supposed to kind of listen to the answer. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. They just kept, they wanted every one of those congressmen on the Democratic side was angling for a sound bite that could run in their commercial to say, "I stood up to Trump and his henchmen. I really nailed the Attorney General." Yeah, but he was obviously. I reclaiming my time lying i'm reclaiming my time i'm reclaiming my time (laughs) (laughs) that i'm so sick of hearing that because they'd ask the poor guy a question and then they wouldn't let him answer and i think any american with a sense of fairness would find that upsetting i was listening to cbs this morning i I didn't honestly i didn't watch any of it live well i watched a good bit of it. oh good okay well i heard one excerpt uh, that was on cbs this morning where he asked to take a bathroom break and they told him no (laughs) he said no (laughs) and i like what he said in return to Nadler. He said, you're a class act. Oh, is that what he said? <laughs> Nadler was oh, yes. in a wreck. Okay, I guess he said, yeah, they were kind of yeah. talking at the same time. But Nadler yeah, was, was in there. two wrecks yesterday. The first on his way to the hearing, he had a, was in an automobile accident. Oh, really? Was he he wasn't okay? injured, thank goodness. Uh, much as I dislike him, I don't wish anybody Well, they any said injury. he doesn't drive himself. He's one of these congressmen that has a driver. But he was just mean and nasty from the, from the outset. But, it, I mean, seriously, if you have a hearing and I ask you a question, isn't it only reasonable to let you respond? Yeah, but look at the standard that they've set in the administration for law enforcement. Well, then why did they want him there at all, Mark? Uh, if they probably, didn't want to hear his answers, why did they even have him? Thought, do you want to hear my answer or not? No, I'm, I reclaim my time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it probably, uh, I don't know why I think that's funny. Anyway, um, they probably needed some sound bites for the election or for something else, so right. they wanted to question them about, you know, actual things. Fortunately, there were some substantial issues to be discussed, and I thought he did fairly well talking about why they want to do uh, the, you know, maybe the stepped-up law enforcement in Portland and Seattle because it is an election year and they got to get President Trump reelected. so he was honest about that. And... Uh, you're going to let that go? No, but I, I, I okay. was, there was an interesting story this morning, a quote for an Sorry. article by Michael Goodwin from the New York Post. He said, the two obstacles to the Democrats succeeding quickly became apparent. The first is the Dems were read by rep, led by Representative Jerry Nadler, whose rabidness is exceeded only by his haplessness. <laughs> wait, wait. Say that those last seven words again. His rabidness is exceeded only by his haplessness. Oh. Poor Jerry. I guess he did struggle a little bit yesterday trying to get... uh, He was mean. He uh, came across as mean. Well, 
It's just, uh, not thoughtful, the, not introspective. This is the top lawyer in the country. Well, and, and Jerry look, Nadler's not the top lawyer look, in the country. No, but Bill Barr is. But uh, I just think that they're, you know, I'm going to have to call it a draw. And I've only seen and read a, a fraction of it, you know, saying that the Democrats look pathetic. And, of course, the attorney general is pathetic. So it's what would you expect from Washington, D.C.? Okay, well, Joe and well, I have now wait, exhausted wait, wait, the wait, topic. Wait, 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 wait. I'm reclaiming my time. <laughs> Secretary, times Attorney General Barr. Well, I, there were oh, wait, fewer. I'm reclaiming my time. Okay, go ahead. I want to continue. <laughs> call us, please, now about Bill Barr. one 800 795 Nine five six five is the telephone number. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Go you ahead. said that. Go ahead. All right. Here's the thing. Customarily, when someone asks a question and they they, they run out of time, in other words, the five minutes is up before mm-hmm. the the person the respondent can fully answer it. In almost every other hearing, including those presided over by Republicans, they would give that person a certain amount of uncalculated time mm-hmm. to answer the question. To finish. Nadler didn't do that. You know, and and really, it was nothing more than pathetic posturing on the part of a bunch of Democratic congressmen trying to get sound bites. Now, there was one, and I didn't catch his name, one black congressman who asked a question and actually listened to the answer. I thought, boy, I'll bet he'll be in trouble when he gets back. <laughs> what a thoughtful congressman. <laughs> you, you get let, out you of let, here. You let him answer the question? And, of course, then the Republicans didn't get to ask too many questions because what they did is primarily allow him to respond to the things the Democrats cut him off on. But, I mean, what's the point? I mean, this was nothing but a circus and a sideshow. If they really wanted to hear what he well, had to say... we got some good answers from him, though. Well, he, he tried to give good answers, you know. I'll admit, he's he, he can talk. Uh, and I think he could probably spend five minutes answering the question, and then they'd be out of time, and they wouldn't be able to make their next soundbite, which is why we were having all that time reclaiming, if you will. Tom, you're on the mark. Yeah, Bill Barr got the respect that he, he deserves. No, he didn't. <laughs> He's a, yes, he did. No, he didn't. He's a liar. He's a liar. All right. He, and if you let him talk, if you let him talk like you wanted him to, he would do the same things that you do. Then why did they have because him there? You, you, you and him have you and him operate out of the same playbook. <laughs> then why did they and have him you, there? When you want to, when you want to, don't want to ask a question, you talk, talk in circles, and you twist things, and you double talk, and change the subject, and that's the same thing that he would do if you would let him talk. Seems so to me that's what you're doing right now. Thing. I'm asking you, what, he, what, what is it? Why would you even have him there if you didn't want to hear what he had to say? Why even invite him? Because he, uh, he was there without a subpoena. frustrations out of him because he's such <laughs> a liar, a lying crook. I don't know, that's Tom. Why. If I were you, I'd be a little bit ashamed of myself. For that. that's, you don't know that he's a lying crook. I sure do. I've I've seen. I mean, he's letting letting guys out of jail that shouldn't be out of jail. Who? Uh, what? Well, Manafort, well, Flynn, well, uh, Manafort, Stone. Well, uh, he explained well, uh, that. What's his name? Uh, the Stone. Other guy, the Roger Stone. Guy just let out? He explained yesterday, and when he was allowed to, he explained what his reasoning was behind that. And then the he Democrat. Now wait a second. Explain it. The Democrats accused him of uh, persecuting Trump's enemies, and he said to them, "Name me one person that I have prosecuted that you think was the president's enemy, or that I have prosecuted unfairly." They didn't answer him. He is letting people out that shouldn't be now left you're out. Changing the, now they, you're they, changing they, the subject. the example up of all these other people that were in prison that had medical issues, and they didn't let them out. Okay. Why, well, did, he, why did he let, his, let, let those people out? All right, well and, he, he, and, they, and they weren't even uh, supposed to be, according to the guidelines, 
Manafort shouldn't have even been left out, and some of these people that they kept in that could have been left out, they kept them in. Well, he pointed out that Roger Stone was uh, older, he had no prior criminal history, you know, and he decided that the, what they were asking, they were asking yeah. a 67 year Now, let me finish. Let me that. finish. He's asking a 67-year-old man, I think, Albert, is to serve a seven- to nine-year sentence when he had no prior convictions, had lived an, apparently in a fairly exemplary life. He made one mistake. You know, would you want to have the book thrown at you, <laughs> yeah, Tom, for one with, mistake? Working with President Trump. <laughs> Tom's Oops, i got to put him back on. There you go, buddy. Go ahead. Joe, there was, there was, there's uh, so many people that have the same condition that he did, same, and they didn't let them out. He was left out because he was the president's buddy and his buddy, and, and he was going to ride on the president if he didn't get out. Well, who are these and people? He said, and he even said he would. He said, he said, I have too much, I have too much on the president for him to keep me in here. And he even said it. Stone said that. So don't, you know. Who are the people that uh, the, the Attorney General's gone after that are enemies to the President, if you happen to know? Well, I don't know if anybody that he went after. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall any myself either. out that shouldn't be out because they were the President's people. What about all the that people that... Afford, that man afford shouldn't be out. Okay, what about all the people well, that... I can, I can tell you one person that they did it to. They did it to his lawyer, Cohen. All right, they let were going to put they put Cohen back in prison because he was going to write the book. They said if you don't if you write a book, if you write we'll put you back in prison. This book, we're going to put you back in jail. And yeah, that did. was a little obvious. Joe. And they got a lawyer and got him out. <laughs> so right there's one. Is this the most crooked attorney general in your recent memory, Tom? Yes, it is. I think so too. Um, Joe says he's the best we've ever had. I, yeah, I'll and what, what about else that, that hey, happened yesterday when Mike, well, just, Mike just one second, just give me one second. What about the former Attorney General under Barack Obama, who said he was the president's wingman? He had his back. So you say Barr's doing the president's bidding? That's exactly what the prior he Attorney never General did said. The things that this guy did. Have we said he that, had the president's back? He was his wingman. Well, I don't care what he said. He, that, okay. that doesn't mean that that. So it's a Democrat. Spoke. Democrat. We don't care what he says. Republican. Well, yeah, that's wrong. Look at the deliverables. Look what a. Attorney Barr has delivered for the president. Yes, That's wrong yes. and unfair. Look what he delivered, and look what what um, uh, the other guy did, Holder did. Holder, it's yeah. not even a comparison. Oh, yeah, well said, is. Tom. Thank you. <laughs> Succinct, clear, and uh, wrong. Always. Well, can I say something else about this? Yesterday, what this Mike said. Sure, Mike. Shh, Mike, who? One of our callers. From Bloomsburg. Oh, okay, oh okay. go ahead. Sure. If you go on YouTube and watch what what the president's speech. It was very clear that he was saying that if you let the minorities move in from the cities into the suburbs, that your property values are going to go down. That is exactly what Trump implied, and that was the uh, dog whistle. Ah, okay. That, that's what. And you can go on YouTube and you can watch the. You can watch it. It was the one where he had the the red pickup truck with nothing in it and the blue pickup truck with full of stuff. Remember that? Right. That was well, last week or the week right, before? Yeah, well, most people yeah, wouldn't so you, hear you that. You go on but YouTube and you watch what he said. That mic comes up with a bunch of malarkey. I never heard of the stuff that he comes up with. It's nonsense. It's in your pure view. nonsense. Go on YouTube and watch it. Well, Tom, if it weren't for nonsense, we'd have no callers at all. So we appreciate you checking in this morning.
Thank you, sir. As the Eastern distributor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Appreciate that, Tom, our good call. Tom, Tom is a very stout defender of his position. Well... We appreciate that. Yeah, he's 100%. He's spot on today. All right, no, I need he's mo- spot off, but he's very firm. <laughs> I need more help, folks. Give me a buzz. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, Joe says the U.S. Attorney General is one of the one of the top ten attorney generals we've ever no, had in the U.S. I didn't say that. I did not say that. Well, I, he's the best in recent memory, you said. And, uh, of course, I, I think he's one of the worst we've ever had, if not the worst. So what's your view? Call us immediately. 1-800-795-9565. Trade in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. From now until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on third row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to $4,655. Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Soul. With 17 available and savings up to 44.24, the demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade and assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive models. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Fabulous, sir. He could never, ever be. And that is Rob Center, our great producer. He's taking calls left and right. These are people who have dialed 1-800-795-9565. So we're thankful for Rob's assistance. That's who put Carl on hold initially, but now he's on the radio. Good morning, Carl. You're on the mark. Hey, I'm just calling to reclaim some of my time. Uh, you got oh, it. there you go. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> What I what I want I want to preface my statement uh, with what I am about to say. Please do not construe it as a being a racist comment, because I know some people will. But the remark that the president made about minorities moving into the country, into the suburbs, and lowering the property values is actually a true statement. It happened. And I think the reason it happens is, unfortunately, when the minority people come into an area, they generally are not property owners, they're property renters. And unfortunately, and I speak from experience, I used to own a lot of property in Sunbury. Renters do not take care of a home like a property owner takes care of it. So if you have an influx of people that are renters, the properties themselves start deteriorating which in turn puts the property values down and it's a true statement it happens you know it happens across the country so i i don't think trump making that statement is a racist statement it's a fact well and it wasn't specifically directed racially i mean people took it that way what he said was uh, he claimed that the Democrats want to abolish our beautiful and successful suburbs by placing far-left Washington bureaucrats in charge of local zoning decisions. And he's warned that they'll be, quote, bringing who knows into your suburbs so your communities will be unsafe and your housing values will go down. Uh, he wasn't necessarily speaking <laughs> about race. He was speaking about... Oh, come on, Joe. This is like when Lewisburg, they wanted that housing, and one of our good callers called in and says, well, we don't want to attract the wrong element to Lewisburg, meaning 
blacks. Okay, no, I know, are you happy not now? necessarily blacks. It could be gang oh, members. It, it could be, be Hispanics. It could be Asian. you. I wouldn't want you in my neighborhood. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Either would Carl. Stay in Northumberland. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Anyway, but, Carl, well, thank you. But I understand what you're saying. You know, property values, and I've got almost 50 years as a municipal elected official, and nothing affects people more than when they perceive the value of their home is going to go down, and that something in the neighborhood, something that's come in, is going to harm their property values. I've seen perfectly rational people react in very unrash- irrational ways when they, they feel their home property is threatened. And so yeah, I understand absolutely. where the president's coming from, but you know, in this day and age, it wasn't a very smart thing to say. No, I, I agree with that, but I mean, it's it just the way it is. I mean, look at the property values in Sunbury, uh, and if you look at it really close and research it, you'll see that property values started declining when out on the Snydertown Road, uh, Teen Challenge came into the area. Oh, well, and that that's... brought a lot of people in. <laughs> and Mark, you might want to laugh, but, well, but I owned property in, in Sunbury during that time. Okay. Uh, a lot of a lot of property and I saw my values depreciating instead of appreciating. What year was that? That was my I started purchasing properties in nineteen seventy nine. Okay, so uh, what else was happening? Okay, so Teen Challenge had individuals who were primarily people from of color uh, that were there, and but what else was happening? Retail was declining. Uh, cities were clearing out while people moved to the suburbs. There were uh, major changes in the demographic makeup of the in- industries around here were starting to decline. I can't. You can't just say, well, the reason that the properties declined is because one thing happened on one road outside Sunbury, when in, which almost had no interaction with the city, when in fact oh, no, 20 no, no, things no, were Mark, evolving I, I around here. I disagree with you because, like I said, I owned a lot of property in Sunbury uh, throughout those times, and I saw people, relatives of people that were out at the Team Challenge, oh, moving had- into the neighborhoods. People of color uh, visiting. Gotcha. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say people of color. There were white people that were there, too. But it brought a lot of the drugs into town. You ask, ask some of the old retired police officers from Sunbury. They'll tell you the same exact thing. All right, we got you. Uh, we got to take the next caller, but uh, we'll, we'll stipulate that what you say is 100% spot on and uh, what anecdotally <laughs> true. Right. All right, thank you so much, Carl. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Lance, you're on the mark. Thank you. We had to hurry along so that you get some time here. Oh, well, anyway, those Teen Challenge folks were kids of all colors who were in trouble with the law at one time. I, I had that first-hand experience with them, Good. great kids, but nobody thought they were. Matter of fact, there was a fellow who had hired a boy there, and uh, anyway, it was a garage. Folks had left their keys at home. He was calling them up to say that you left your keys, bring them in, and the kid pulled the car in the garage. He hot-wired, not hot-wired it, but he picked the lock in about 20 seconds. So it <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. What else? All right. Now, the Attorney General of the last administration, now, he was on the carpet for Fast and Furious. He said these words, I'm here as the President's wing man. Ask your questions. They asked the questions. He refused to answer any of them. Any of them. 
What did and he do? Plead the fifth, or just uh, change the subject, or just like sort of not answer them? Executive by privilege. Them? No, he refused completely to answer ah, any questions. You. Okay. They held him in contempt of Congress. Oh, he was our great Attorney General, right? So he was the worst. To Mark, he was. No. Yeah. I, so all right. So what if he's the second worst or the first worst? William Barr is the first or the second also. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm saying is they certainly do use different criterion. If the guy is a Republican or if he's a Democrat, I mean, it's so obvious that I just right, yeah, you know, hit you right over the head. Yep, I agree. Well, yeah, that was and plainly then, obvious. <clears throat> that fast and furious, people had died. At least twelve people had died so far, and uh, the uh, president evoked executive privilege that uh, you know he didn't have to, uh, you know, answer any questions at all. When they came and said we we've traced this whole thing and it you know comes right to your door, so okay. and and all it was was just uh, well forget it. So, well, the thing the thing that about. got the thing that got me and and I go back to the I think the American people are inherently fair, and they don't like it when they see someone anyone being treated unfairly. And if you're going to have him there, if the attorney general, whether you like him or hate him, whether he, come, he comes there on his own, he sits down, he's willing to answer questions, explain to you why he did what he did. Now, you can debate him, you know, and I think part of the problem is five minutes is probably a rather arbitrary time limit. You can't really get into too much detail in five minutes. But still, you let the person answer the questions you've asked, and you treat them civilly. Yeah, but that isn't the way that um, outfit yep. operates, as you can see while they're surrounding the courthouse out there. I mean, they, they don't want to talk. They want to burn the place down. Oh, out in western U.S., yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And his point was well made. You know, they're there defending the courthouse. Well, it's federal property. It's a little bit more complicated. They're not thugs. Than that. They're not Gestapo. They're not stormtroopers. They, they behave are. thuggishly and Gestapo-y, but oh, they are definitely. But <laughs> what he said is true. I mean, that sentence is true. But who escalated it to that point? They did. The, the reason that no, the, the rioters was did. Why, you know, you're going to hold the attorney no, no, general no, 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 responsible no, no. for the actions of the rioters. No, 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 no. Joke, Joe, 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 Joe. Mark, 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 Mark. <laughs> Lance, thank you. You uh, okay, doubt I that you even got three minutes, so definitely call back as the uh, hour progresses. We appreciate everybody's call so far. We appreciate Joe coming in. We appreciate you listening. And we, it is uh, Listener Appreciation Day, so please uh, stay tuned. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. Next, CBS News, then some local headlines. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings and welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Mark Lawrence here. Joe is here. Rob is there. Everybody's where they need to be, and we're very glad that you are with us right now. Uh, I'm Mark. 
subpar host of the show, so I'm in charge here. On no, the, you're not. You just think you're <laughs> not. I was waiting, trying to get an objection from you. Uh, on the Mark is sponsored Careful by Careful or I'll reclaim my time. <laughs> um, on the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is wide open. we got all four lines open. I believe somebody's calling in right now on one of them, so that was an untrue statement. Uh, our toll-free line is almost open, one 800 795 We're talking about the U.S. Attorney General William Barr, and he had a, a uh, long series of false statements in front of the U.S. Congressman yes, oh, Congress really? yesterday. So There's an editorial comment. You oh, must sorry. You have a job at the AP tomorrow morning. <laughs> I should work for Fox News. Or CNN. Uh, our toll-free line is open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines. Uh, Pennsylvania bar and restaurant owners are pushing back. They say they have been very unfairly singled out because of rising coronavirus numbers in Pennsylvania. At a state house hearing yesterday, they challenged the Wolf administration to provide even a molecule of evidence that exists that restaurants or bars are in any way connected to the pandemic increases that have happened lately. Governor Wolf said he has cited rising infection rates in some hot spots when he imposed a new round of restrictions on the entire state two weeks ago. Occupancy was reduced from 50% to 25%, and the Pennsylvania Restaurant and Lodging Association says thousands, thousands of businesses have or will close in Pennsylvania as a result of the onerous restrictions. Pennsylvania Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine gave an update on the universal testing that's taking place in nursing homes. By completing universal testing, facilities are one step closer to achieving all of the goals set out to allow safe visitation, communal dining, and activities. And the secretary said that with the testing completed, the mitigation of COVID-19 is now at a satisfactory level in Pennsylvania. You can hear all of our remarks at WKOK.com. There was a slight increase in the number of coronavirus cases in our area. 17 new cases popped up in the valley. 1,100 new cases were confirmed in Pennsylvania. 25 new statewide deaths were reported yesterday. In case you didn't hear, Bloomsburg Fair canceled. They said... uh, the safety and health of the half a million visitors who go each year is the reason that they canceled the fair. The Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, also talked about incidents of LGBTQ harassment and transphobia yesterday. I have no room in my heart for hatred, and frankly, I do not have time for intolerance. My heart is full with a burning desire to help people, and my time is full with working towards protecting the public health of everyone in Pennsylvania from the impact of the global pandemic due to COVID-19. Her graceful and eloquent remarks came at the beginning of her remarks yesterday. <laughs> I'm waiting for Joe to flip up to the mic here <laughs> or flip well, me I off. Thought she, I thought she was very, I agree, I thought she was very oh. eloquent in her defense. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm She's entitled to, to be who she is. I'm not, I never argue that. Could be some delays on Front Street and Sunbury today while they do the soil remediation project that's been uh, delayed for months there. State Department of Transportation says there's some upgrades on traffic signals around here now on Route 15 at Route 304 in Winfield. They'll smarten up that light. Same at Route 15 at Moore Avenue. That's commonly known as the Bucknell light. Also, two other locations on Route 45. Some devices will be up. 
upgraded. The U.S. Attorney General William Barr defended the aggressive federal law enforcement response to civil unrest in America yesterday as he testified for the first time in front of the House Judiciary Committee. He pushed back against the angry, skeptical Democrats who said President Donald Trump's administration is unconstitutionally suppressing dissent. The hearing held as the late civil rights icon John Lewis lay in the state steps away, lie in state, steps away at the Capitol Rotunda highlighted the wide election year gulf between the two parties when it comes to police brutality and systemic racism in law enforcement, which Barr incidentally said does not exist. And I agree with you. Oh, brother. Here we are. Oh, my God, Jill. Your funnels prevent I think they're, I go back to what I've said all along. It's people. The problem isn't the system. The problem is the people. It's it's the lawmen, not law enforcement as some sort of entity. Okay, well. Do you know any law enforcement dedicated to being racist? No. Any law enforcement organization? That's true. You can't put that in the, you can't put that in the mission statement. And finally, Joe, this will be important to you. I'm listening. Barbie wants you to vote. Barbie who? Bar- <laughs> Come the on. doll? Yes. No, Barbie she's talking, Benton. She's talking. Oh, I remember Barbie Benton. She was a good-looking woman. Who is she? She was Hugh Hefner's wife for a while. Hmm. Former Miss Playmate of the Year. Some year. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Mattel, back to the Barbie the doll. Uh, Mattel is... Well, she was a doll, too. Uh, Mattel is rolling out a new line of Get Us in the Mood for November <laughs> dolls. It's called the Barbie Campaign Team. The line of dolls has four new diverse dolls that inspire kids to get into the political game. One is called The Candidate. Another one is called Campaign Manager. Another one is Fundraiser. And the last Barbie is Voter. How about Sleazy Dirty Tricks Provider? <laughs> <laughs> she in there somewhere? Uh, no, that's are these the, all uh, female dolls? That's the club for growth. If you want to get in oh, the brother. conversation. Are these all female dolls? Yes. Yeah, okay. they're not Ken dolls. Oh, so ca- men are out of politics now completely. It's well, all women. Barbie dolls are women, for the most part. Anyway, maybe G.I. Joe should run for office. He's ex-military. He'd be perfect. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Hashtag Barbie 2020. You can be anything. Okay? All right. Are you happy That now? sounds perfectly so get politically some of your correct. grandkids Barbies that encourage voting. I have grandsons. Well, they can play with Barbies. Oh, Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe. Here we go. I'm going to get them G.I. Joes. Yes, good morning, uh, Bob from Nora. You're on the mark. Good morning. Good Two issues. Did you see the paper yesterday in the local section where it showed the movies at the Moonlight uh, uh, Outdoors at Lewisburg? No. Oh, uh, it was an article, wasn't it? There was a whole picture of it, and there really is no, no social distancing, and not one person has a mask on uh, to start with. And, um, you know, I, I just think it's a poor example of the rest of the people. And these people that believe in they have their rights, that's fine and dandy. Maybe they can put that on their tombstone because I'm in, a, in the age group of the uh, epidemic problem right now. And the next issue I had was the, um, I just lost it, <laughs> oh. um, bar. Um, if I see somebody outside my house with a, with a Molotov cocktail and is going to shoot at my house, I'm going to guarantee you're going to find a dead person. I'm going to defend my rights. I don't understand what you people are, uh, some of you people are talking about. When they're burning down properties, thing, this is not a protest. This is a riot. This is a demolition of, of property and whatever. And they got to go to jail. They got to, 
thumb. We got to do something with these people because they're they're out of hand. Right, did right, you, right. Did you happen to see the coverage this morning on MSN? No, I'm sorry, CNN. No, no they I were doing a story about Barr's testimony, and they talked about the demonstrators, and they showed this vast throng of people quietly standing there. They didn't show the pictures of them throwing frozen water bottles at the cops or umbrellas and and uh, you know umbrellas throwing rocks and things. They showed this Here's large a bumper peaceful, shoot for you, officer. Take that. this large peaceful crowd standing there, and we're talking about how Barr lied about how they uh, they were being disobedient, civilly disobedient. Joe, how what preceded? I understand. I'm not opposed to federal agents protecting the federal building. I never said that. I'm just saying that that's not where this started. If you go back to the very beginning of this, this was a protest that it was, was peaceful, but the mayor say it's now the, related to this. And then the police pushed back unfairly and illegally in the mind of many, and then they called in the feds to participate in that. So this idea that all of a sudden, okay, this is a snapshot. You have the feds defending the federal building, which again, I endorse. I don't have any problem with that if they're defending the building. But the whole thing has escalated because of brutal police tactics initially on the part of Seattle and then on the part of the federal agents. See, brutal, you don't even know brutal this. Brutal police tactics on against peaceful demonstrators. And you're hearing this for the first time. Isn't this funny? The, you have such a clear amazing. picture on what's going there, but you don't even know that. I don't hear, I don't remember any police riot there. The last police riot I remember being called was ear. in 1968 in Chicago oh dear. at the Democratic Convention. Right, and you haven't listened to the real news since then. Bob, go right ahead. You get the last word. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried about the, you know, you're worried about the federal buildings. What about personal property? Robbing yeah. the stores and what's that? Is that right? Where you come from? I'm sorry, that's not right. Right, where I come from. No, they can defend that. I don't have any problem with that. Just, just well, that's try what to the police it. were doing in Seattle and in the others places that you say they were being abusive to these peaceful demonstrators. Bob, explain in your view, since you're informed on this, so I appreciate this. Joe's not, but you are. Explain the, explain the escalation that preceded the defense of the federal building. I don't know what preceded that, but when you get a group of people together, all you have is one guy stepping on another guy's foot, and you got a riot. Exactly. And yeah, they don't well, even well know said. how it started. Right. Well said. One person, just one person in that group can affect it. One bad apple in a bushel will spoil the whole bushel. Didn't you, you talk about that? So we've got to get this under control. We're going to lose this country. All right. I got you, Bob. Yeah, well said. Didn't uh, We are a you, nation Bob. of laws rather than of men. And if we don't defend the law, you know, when it's convenient for us, and, and I agree, and everybody always says, well, this country was founded on a revolution. Yes, it was, from tyranny. But who's being tyrannical here? Is it the mo- is it the mob or is it the police? You know, would you call police tyrannical? Um, <laughs> do I call police? I mean, there's some bad there's no. some bad cops. One of them shot. One of them put right, his foot on George Fox. Floyd's neck. This is from Fox News, so you have to suspect that it's probably biased, also in a conservative way. Police say a man captured on surveillance video breaking windows at a South Minneapolis auto parts store in the. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought it was in Seattle that they said one members of Hell's Angels started a lot of the unrest that uh, turned into what is, of course, now completely out of control and you know should be defended against. The There's no argument there. But I think one thing to keep in mind is how these things start and how they get escalated. You know, the uh, of course, the law enforcement escalate and protect, and that's that's their job. But the reason that people are fighting back and just trying to destroy the federal building is because they're fighting against what has been police brutality out there. So just keep in mind that they didn't just form a club and say, okay, let's go burn the federal building, that that is the worst-case scenario of their anger that's now directed to the police because the police have been violent toward them. Which police? 
Well, initially Seattle City Police, and then they did call in state police and then the feds. And the feds were defending the federal courthouse. They have not right. been roaming the streets randomly that. beating people up. And they can stay there all day. I'm just saying... If you look at what's happening in Seattle or what the Attorney General was talking about yesterday, make sure you're 100% clear on how we got to that point. But it doesn't matter how we got to that point. What matters is where we go from here. Do we tolerate burning and looting and civil disobedience to our laws? Yeah, how do you de-escalate this stuff? That's a good question. Well, you de-escalate it by having the police make arrests that actually stick. There you go. Look at New York City (laughs) where they have this no-bail provision. Thanks for not listening to a word I said. Look look at what's happening in New York. They they arrest people and they're back out on the street within hours. Even those guys, I mean, what about the police officers who may be blind permanently from having lasers? shot in their faces out in Seattle. Do they should they face any punishment? Is that being a peaceful demonstrator, Mark? Okay. If somebody does something illegal anywhere, they should be punished. And that's what they that what's what they've been trying to do. That's what law enforcement is all about. Doing things illegally. No, I'm no, glad you finally pe- recognize Getting people that. who do things Joe illegally the, pen- pay, uh, the penalties they deserve. Joe admitted it. Police do law illegal things too. I'm reclaiming my time. Uh, <laughs> Stand by, Dale. Callers, welcome. 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about the U.S. Attorney General, William Barr, who uh, depicts a very limited view on the unrest in northwestern U.S., which is clearly out of hand and clearly has got to be dis- de-escalated in one way or another. And we have a great short email that says, if I was Barr, I would have got up, walked out, and let them hold me in contempt. It's no big deal. Ask Holder. Right. And then another individual. Is that picture still open? I don't know. You One of our good listeners sent us a picture. Of Eric Holder? No. Uh, well, okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Of Eric Holder. Hold on. Opening it again. I thought I had it open. There you go. It says, uh, this article is more than eight years old. Eric Holder held in contempt of Congress after an historic vote. Attorney General, first sitting cabinet member to be held in contempt as 17 Democrats joined Republicans to pass the resolution. And this is a stellar, as our friend Tom would say, this is a stellar well, no, uh, I attorney see, uh, general. I think we stipulated he was the second worst attorney general in the U.S. No, the worst. Okay, so the worst. And maybe uh, maybe uh, Janet Reno should get in there, too. Okay. The <laughs> attorney general, Eric Holders. Oh, okay, never mind. That's just more of the same. Right. Oh, it's... Uh, uh, was held in contempt of Congress after Republicans vented their fury over a bungled gun-tracking investigation. Read fast and furious. 1-800. Thank you, Ben, for that. He'll be here Friday. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. 1-800-795-9565. I should be on vacation, but it seems like the world may need me right now. So I'm heading off the beach and over to Sunbury Motors Hyundai for Christmas and July savings on all new Hyundais. If you're looking for an SUV, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has over 70 SUVs on sale until July 31st. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 28 Hyundai Konas in stock. With $34.97 off, starting at $18,583. If a Hyundai Tucson is on your wish list, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 22 in stock, starting at $23,343. And qualifies for 0% for 72 months. Remember, all new Hyundais come with America's best warranty. 10 years, 100,000 mile powertrain, and 5 years, 60,000 mile base warranty. Moving up in size is the Hyundai Santa Fe, with 0% for 72 months, plus a $1,950 discount. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 20 in stock, starting at $27,552. Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. <laughs> we have a very simple 
instruction, uh, more of a recommendation than an instruction, visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. You can select the perfect vehicle. I have done this. It took forever to find the Ford Ranger line that has the sunroof in it, but I did. And so now my Ford Raptor Ranger, black with the lift kit already on it, and the six-foot bed, and the sunroof, and the power rear window, and the automatic uh, stop in case you're in a crash device, and the lane holder with the nudge is all in this vehicle, and it's ready to go. And you can do what I did. You build the perfect vehicle online, or you go right down there. Guess what? They have a couple of those in stock ready to go for you and a very reasonable price. Less than 40 That's all we'll say about the price. So it's super affordable. And so this is they're motivated to sell because I guess the end of 2020 is nearing and 2021 is, is probably on the way. So help them out at the Sunbury Motor Company. Make sure that uh, you know you can do so without a handshake or without ever even seeing the salesperson in forward. But if you do want to see somebody in person, go see Jason at the Lincoln dealership or Jeff Clark over the Fords or Kyle Alexander. He'll put you in my Ranger. Ernie or Austin or with the Kia dealership. And they will just do, they only do one thing for you. And that's all they do. Just one thing. Super serve. And that's what they do at the Sunbury Motor Company. SunburyMotors.com. Dale, you are patient as humanly possible. So we appreciate that. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yes. When I talk, I know you guys get on your tippy toes. But here's the thing. I think that... uh, my Golden Globe winner yesterday was the police and the rioters. Today I changed it because I looked at the bar and his cast of characters. <laughs> and uh, what I have to say is it's all theater between the media and government because not one not one of them asked for between the police and the rioters with the tear gas and the sticks, which one's causing more damage? Psychological and and uh, biological weapons or sticks and, and cocktail bombs. I mean, that, that's the question you need to ask because if you start digging into thought, you lose the, the whole point of the, you know, the cat. Did you say? Did you say cocktail bombs? Is that a drink or a weapon? Yeah, well, the police police have cocktail bombs. I mean, uh, rioters and the police have sticks or whatever. That's their weapon. And the media is telling everybody this is a big story, but we were looking at the story yesterday. <laughs> who wins the Golden Glove is. is Bar and uh, the reporters, they're all cast members. You can't believe, I mean, right well, Who's now, directing the play? The Bar Association? Basically, if people realize it's 95% of government, if you go back to the Constitution for the United States and the 13th Amendment, and you start comprehending what that truly meant, it means no association members can run for public office. So, basically, we're, we need to go back. The 13th Amendment abolished slavery. I'm sorry, the 14th. 14th. for the United States. What is the 13th Amendment? i got to look that one up. Yeah, for the United States. Peaceably assemble? Peaceably assemble. No, 13th is neither slavery nor involuntary. That's right, slavery, right. Yeah, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except as punishment for a crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted shall exist in the U.S. Right. Yeah, the 13th Amendment abolished slavery. Is that for the United Constitution for the America or the Constitution of the America? It's the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> it's the one on display. Yeah, in the when they reacted it, they took out the uh, 13th Amendment, which was saying no association group members or anything can run for public office. They readapted that. Next thing you know, Yale and Harvard started bankrolling. They started producing all kinds of uh, 
attorneys and all that. So that's the get oh. the story straight. I, still, I, I, I think lie. you're mixing a couple of things up, Dale. <laughs> I think you're mixing the Hatch well, Act. Well, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. All right, yep, we're looking I, it up. We're looking I, it up I, right I, now. We're looking it up. Thank you, Dale. Nicely, nicely said. Appreciate that. Uh, one of our listeners says. Says, uh, oh, you uh, already okay. read I read that. Okay, well, well one of our texters says, uh, let's see, good morning. In my opinion, Bill Barr was trying to use up the time of the Democrats when he was asked questions by Democrats. He's a good diverter of answering the questions. He should be given a lie detector test. He said they were sending these troops into cities to save federal buildings. Well, the photo op in Washington for the clown in the White House after the church fire was not a federal building. This administration is lawless and needs to be voted out. I agree. Uh, let's see. Another listener says, listening to the show, the title of the album by Joe Walsh often comes to mind, You Can't Argue with a Sick Mind. <laughs> and that's got a lot Gee, of popular one of songs the, on which it. One of, uh, which one of us has the sick mind? Uh, let's see. Maybe both of us? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I'm assuming they meant the callers. Oh, I'm assuming they meant us. I mean, we're both demented and, <laughs> and uh, partisanly blind, but uh, sick it seems a little strong. Well, I think that the, the point that our last texter made is not entirely invalid. I'm sure any politician is going to give you a long-winded answer to your question. But isn't the purpose of these hearings to ask questions and hear answers? It's If the format is not designed to produce that result, then they need to change the format. You know, they say five minutes per each congressman. So what do they want to do? They want to. They don't want to ma- ask a question. They want to make a statement that sounds like a question, and then they want. Uh, how many times yesterday said yes or no, Mr. Barr? Yes or no? And, and, uh, and not every question can be answered yes or no. So you just realized Washington's a quagmire. <laughs> are you still beating your wife? Yes or no? Oh my God! Seriously, how are you going to answer that question? No. Okay, so you stopped beating her. Good. Yes. Oh, you're still beating your wife? We have, we need to come up with a better metaphor, Joe. Well, that that's one that's been around for a long well, yeah, time. Time to get rid of it. Time to put it to rest. <laughs> okay. Are you still whipping your dog? Yes or no? <laughs> 1-800-795-9565 is our open phones. Uh, this wraps up the Attorney General William Barr portion of the conversation. Well, now, maybe not. We'll talk about anything anybody wants to Not discuss. if I reclaim my time, it doesn't. <laughs> We what have does an email. That mean exactly. Well, it means that they have five minutes and that they control that five-minute period. That's the argument that the Democrats were making yesterday. That my five minutes is my five minutes, and okay. if I choose to shut you up in my five minutes, I have oh, the right to do okay. that by reclaiming my time. Hmm. All right. You I thought have, you were just thinking back to your youth. No, you would have picked up on that had you actually watched some of the hearings. You're right. I did not. <laughs> Excuse me. Life, I didn't realize I was going way above your head with this. Life gets in the way of watching <laughs> congressional hearings. Well, not when you're retired and have nothing better to do. All right. there. Well said. (laughs) Now we're cooking. We have an email from Sue. He says, Yesterday, Mark and Billy challenged Fred Keller for not being the budget hawk he once was. This upset Fred enough that he called back in to defend himself. But unfortunately, it is true. Less than a week ago, Fred joined Nancy Pelosi and the Dems in voting for the 2021 National Defense Authorization Act. Despite our financial woes, it was bigger 
it was a bigger spend at $740 billion than ever before. He opposed 87 other Republicans and helped Nancy achieve a veto-proof majority on a bill that strips our historic names from military bases and also forgives $10,000 in private loan debt for students. There was another way, Fred. It's called courageously voting no in support of our pocketbooks. Other Republicans and President Trump. Signed, Sue. Mm, yeah, well said. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. And uh, what's that about schools and COVID-19? Yeah, it says, good morning, guys. I enjoy your program, whether on the road or in home. Here's my opinion on schools opening. Remember Columbine. Remember all the school shootings. We were so afraid for our children, but they were back in school within a month. Why didn't we close all the schools then? I guess it wasn't practical. Coronavirus isn't practical either. On unemployment, I know someone that has a big bank account now that never had it before in their 50 years of life and it was all legitimate through the unemployment and bonuses and stimulus packages. I'm glad for that person, but makes me think, how much of a package do we really need? Right. Well, yeah, and uh, I think the congressman talked about some sort of a need-based measure rather than just a gift for everybody. Like my lovely bride and I are working. Oh, we'll certainly spend the money if we get it, but we can survive without it. And But we, at the same time, we know some families where there's double unemployment, where both people were let go, and still uh, one of them's underemployed now. We're going to say he's back into well, the here, flow of things. You need to balance this. Let's say the Republican plan, which the last I heard, and I questioned Fred about it yesterday, was 70 percent. I asked what was magic about 70 percent. Why not 80 percent well, of, their, of the, what they made? In other oh, words, okay. their unemployment. Right, right, instead of giving them $600 a week, it would be 70 percent of what they made. But here's the issue. If I had to take a 30% cut in what I make, and I'm sure you'd be in the same boat, you'd have to make adjustments to your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, So what happens then? If that 30% drives you into bankruptcy or it drives you into not being able to pay your bills, then you wind up on other government programs to bail you out. I mean, it seems to me that unemployment compensation, if we're doing it in a pandemic, should be you get what you made until you know, we, we're back to where mm-hmm. you can go to work again. That way, at least we're not putting the pressure on other federal programs. We're saying this one program will deal with this issue, and we'll, we won't deal with all the other ones through through the same, what what do you call it, PPP funding? Right, so you'd maybe have to apply for it based on the amount of income that you had the previous year. Well, if our you goal know. is to make you whole during the pandemic, in other words, if, if that's what we're setting out to do, then it doesn't make sense to make you better off than you were or worse off than you were. Right, we know a lot of folks for whom six hundred dollars plus their unemployment made them significantly higher wage earners than they were uh, before well here in pennsylvania you still probably haven't gotten a lot of people still haven't gotten their checks i know really oh my gosh i haven't had an update on that lads but still people are waiting so this started in march and they haven't received a single dime some of them no oh my gosh you know, and I think... Well, how on earth could you survive that? Well, I, I suspect the pressure is being put on other programs, you know, that are a little easier to get into. But I think the state really owes owes it to its citizens that if you're going to have this mechanism, set it up and make it work. I mean, I've heard the horror stories about people calling and being put on hold. I mean, it's so frustrating today to try and get a hold of a human being anywhere you call. But in mm. government, it's particularly frustrating because government is supposed to be there to serve us. 
Well, we'll take all comers and callers on these uh, topics. Thanks for the emails, folks. Sorry, I think we had a 24-hour delay on one of the emails, but we're glad for those. Uh, let's see, earlier today we talked about the latest COVID-19 numbers and the Restaurant and Bar Association, or I think it's called the Restaurant and Lodging Association, is pushing back hard against uh, gov- well, the governor. Uh, State House was the hearing forum yesterday for these where the head of the association said they know of thousands. This is thousands. So the more than a thousand, probably up to 2,000, restaurants and bars that either have closed or will close. We know of two great ones locally, the Edison, plus Reba and Poncho's are clothing, and COVID is right in the thick of things there. So, um, well, I've been, I was, this is tough. I was past a restaurant yesterday that has a seating capacity that I'm familiar with. They weren't practicing 25 percent. They kind of went over it. Yeah, I would think, I didn't see any tables blocked off in in that place. Any? None. Oh, well, that's not ideal. So I'm, I don't know who's enforcing this, and what, and should it be enforced? Well, it's easy to, inf- or I'm, I'm sorry, it's easy to report them. You know, at the state health department's site at the bottom of every page you look at, no matter which page it is, is the click through to report somebody or some, but something. But what's the, but what's the harm? I mean, if if you're in a restaurant and you're seated far apart. Anyway, mm-hmm. if the tables are at a reasonable distance, I mean, if you're not right on top of people, what's the problem? I can understand saying you can't sit at the bars. I understand that. You know, I don't have any problem. Elbow to elbow. Right, you're elbow to elbow, or you can't stand at a bar. But what if you're six feet away from the next individual? At a bar? Yeah. Well, then I would say you're okay. I would think so, too. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, King, King Wolf... Uh, hit a dud on this one. This idea that, you know, Allegheny County and Philadelphia County, now I think it's Delaware County's got some big numbers in the hundreds. Um, This idea that, okay, so they have a big spike, and that's a big dilemma, and you definitely have to do something. There's state health department offices there have to take action, and you got to mitigate, and the governor says he can trace it right back to bars. But, okay, so that's fine. So you take quiet Snyder County, where you had a case yesterday and you shut down their dive bars and further reduce the capacity of their restaurants. I don't believe Snyder County has any dive bars. I think they have nice establishments that serve food and drinks. Joe, 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 Joe. This is a man who's never been out of the house after 9 p.m. Let me give you an example of a place I am familiar with. Now, I haven't been in there recently because I haven't been able to get to downtown Sealand's Grove, but the Wicked Dog Grill. Have you ever been in there? Oh, the hot dog place, yes. Right. Great hot dogs. Uh, There may be, when when things were normal, there were maybe four seats, four or five seats at the counter on one side and maybe four or five on the counter on the other side. Mm -hmm. The last time I was in, there were they, and this was when the governor had 50%, they were down to two people eating inside. That's all. That's it. One on each side of the so counter. Uh, one one counter was inside. completely blocked off, so the other seats, you know, where they cook the food. But now I can imagine, what, are they down to one? One person know. inside? Well, they did a ton of takeout in the past anyway. Are they open that you know of? Uh, they were. I Good. assume they still are. But then I've been to other places. Let's take uh, Penn's Tavern, for example, where they have a large amount of land and a beautiful setup, plenty of space. Mm-hmm. They can accommodate anything. Why should they be, be held at 25% oh, capacity? I agree. I agree. And I, I think mitigation, you know, it's funny how the governor's like, okay, we have to mitigate. This was three months ago. We have to mitigate where there's problems, you know, so we should, you know, southeastern Pennsylvania got the mitigation first, and the, they were first to go yellow, and then first to go red, and then, uh, you know, Dauphin County and these areas. Okay. And we were just humbly traveling along in the green, and everything's fine, because the governor said, look, I'm only going to mitigate that where there's a problem. So Philadelphia, Allegheny County, and Delaware County flare up, 
and you take the restaurant in in Bradford County or um, Sullivan County, and you say 25% capacity. Why was it so critically important to do this in a methodical and almost a surgical method in March? But in July, the big stick is the way to mitigate this, you know, and it'll probably work, but it's going to knock out businesses. It's it's, it's unnecessary. It goes back to the point I made before in the show that each individual place has certain amounts of physical obstructions that make it either easy for them or difficult for them to to maintain, to comply. Let's take some of the uh, chain restaurants on the Strip where they have people packed pretty closely together. Um, you know, in in those restaurants, I can understand saying your capacity needs to be limited. I don't think 25 percent is the right amount. I think it should be higher than that. But other places that have wide open spaces, mm-hmm. why not? Well, yeah, well look at hosses. You could put 50 people in there, and you'd all be distant from each other. Well, now, like Skeeter's is a good example. Uh, if you've ever eaten there, and Many I do times. quite often, inside, inside they yeah, the brisket's delicious. Inside they have limited seating, but outside they've got seats all around the mm-hmm. building. Plenty okay. of space, you know, nobody's there. Why should, and I don't know that the 25% applies to outdoor, does it? Uh, oh, I th- yeah, I think it does. But but your outdoor seating is part of your capacity, so that that factors in. So, But you could be six feet from somebody outdoors, and that would be okay. Well, I think that's the key, the distance. I mean, if you can provide the distance, mm-hmm. and I still am not certain what's magic about six feet. What, what about five feet and 11 inches? <laughs> Is that... I don't know. There's probably some are, Will people a, die a at formula. five feet, 11 inches? There's probably a formula or something about people sitting idly with a cloud. If there is, it's arbitrary. We have open phones right now, and Joe and I are agreeing on something that King Wolf's mitigation measures are a little too onerous around here. Yeah, we can't we go on with us agreeing. No one will listen. <laughs> we did have 17 cases yesterday, so that's higher than normal. We got a caller waiting. The phones are 100% open right now, so any topic you wish to discuss, COVID, U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr versus, uh, what, what was the word, hapless Jerry Nadler yesterday, and uh, we talked about transphobia and the State Attorney General. We haven't talked about Seattle Athena. Joe just found out about her. So I did. I saw the picture. We're talking open phones here. La- Lady Godiva for the 21st century. Of, you saw the picture of her back. <laughs> right. All right. We'll be right back. I'm assuming no one took a picture. <laughs> I should be on vacation, but it seems like the world may need me right now. So I'm heading off the beach and over to Sunbury Motors Hyundai for Christmas and July savings on all new Hyundais. <laughs> if you're looking for an SUV, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has over 70 SUVs on sale until July 31st. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 28 Hyundai Konas in stock with 34.97 off, starting at 18.583. If a Hyundai Tucson is on your wish list, Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 22 in stock, starting at 23.343, and qualifies for zero percent for 72 months. Remember, all new Hyundais come with America's best warranty: 10 years, 100,000 mile powertrain, and five years, 60,000 mile base warranty. Moving up in size is the Hyundai Santa Fe with zero percent for 72 months, plus a $1,950 discount. Sunbury Motors Hyundai has 20 in stock, starting at 20. 7552 Sunbury Motors Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. If you want to have a fun day, you have to drive a Hyundai. <laughs> Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, uh, we got callers standing by. Rob Center put them on hold, and so we're going to knock them down one right after another, after their appropriate amount of time, of course. Dan, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Hey, hey good morning, guys. Well, on my daily walk, Yesterday or the other day, not yesterday, I saw a person here in town 
over town had a good sign up that said, vote Trump, keep America great, and right alongside of it, they had no Democrats. <laughs> and I'm not usually a political partisan, but <laughs> I agreed. <laughs> I agreed with that. What that, alternate you universe know. are you living in now, Dan? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm living in the real one. At what If Trump would have been a Democrat, guess what? Dan would have voted for him. I don't, there's not much in a name, but right now, the Democrat party have gone so far off to the left that I have to agree with that sign. You can't vote for any Democrats anymore because of their partisan politics is so far to the left. Even, even, uh, yeah, Miss Barr said that you, she couldn't even vote for a Democrat because they were off in the weeds out of left field. Where are the Tim Holdens of the world? And the, um, you know, Tim was a blue dog Democrat, and I think Chris right. Chris Carney may have been too. I mean, there there have been many yeah. Democrats I've voted for over the years, but I, I agree that they seem to be moving too far to the left right now. I agree, Joe, and you know, and Joe Biden made one great true statement that I agree with. Maybe one of the few. He said this election is a clear choice. There's, you know, there's, there's no in between on this election. It's either him, which he thinks we should vote for him, or Trump. It's the clearest choice of an election, other than the last one that I ever voted in. And and this time, if we want to keep going, that what good has been happening. We don't have a choice. We have to vote for Trump. Because the last one was critical. We didn't know what he would do for sure. We didn't know if he would keep his promises. I thought he would, but I wasn't 100% sure. But when he started to keep his promises, I knew I'd made the right choice. And so, well, thank you, for, thank you, thank you for your truth. non. Hey, uh, Dan, thank you for your nonpartisan comments this morning. <laughs> I really appreciate them. I, I think it's common sense, maybe better than anything. And I here in town, Joe, I see uh, probably eight times the Trump signs as I do Biden. I only counted four. Four Biden signs in New Berlin, and there, it's just full of Trump signs all over. Try Philadelphia, see what you get. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's a whole different ball game in Philadelphia, no pun intended. All right, we got a caller waiting. Thank you so much, Dan. You guys have a great one. Thanks for your nonpartisan time. Right, Dan, you got it, buddy. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Uh, Let's see. Last caller before a quick break. Uh, Mr. Billy's back on the line. Good morning, sir. Go right ahead. Hey, uh, I I thought you guys made a really good point uh, right before Dan. Not that you didn't make great points with Dan, but before Dan, you uh, you made a really great point about the fact that you 
you know, you 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 encounter a large variety of of situations when you go in restaurants around here. Uh, in, for instance, you might go into a restaurant where seventy five percent of the restaurant is blocked off because of the governor's order, but now folks are squished into one area. It's, the restaurant <laughs> itself hasn't marked off three out of four tables. They've marked out three out of four sections. And, uh, you know, that ends up squishing people together. This is the result of the broad brush approach. N- no distinction between Allegheny County and Snyder County, and no distinction between, one, you know, really one restaurant other and another other than calling some dive bars and calling others restaurants. But you know, well, yeah. Think of one. Why not? Think of any other statewide uh, regulation that is in, involves any sort of a control. You know, like deer hunting. E- even pheasants are divided into sections of the state if you want to hunt them. But the health department has the, the state's already divided into sections. Uh, DEP has the state divided into sections. You know, and each like the North Central offices in Williamsport. So, but all of a sudden. When Allegheny County has an outbreak, oh, we got to use the big hammer and shut down everybody. And it came within seven days of the governor saying he wasn't going to do any more broad brush statewide uh, mandates. I mean, literally, he turned on a dime. Now he's out there saying, you folks that are out of work need to get a job. Governor Wolf, you put us out of work. <laughs> But I can understand I can understand the bar restrictions because let's face it, if people are drinking well, if people are drinking at a bar, what's the first thing that happens when you start to drink? I always heard that I don't drink a lot, your inhibitions start going away. So instead of worrying about your safety, now you're less concerned about it. So I can understand putting some kind of limit on bars, but, but not restaurants. But even some bars some bars are very spread out. Other other bars are a little hole in the wall where everyone's sitting within a foot of each other and that's the only place to sit just give people the information of what's safe and what isn't safe and let them decide what restaurants and bars they're going to go in All right, so what grocery to... stores they're going to go in what establishments period they're going to go in rather than having these broad brush approaches that makes no distinctions between any of these things that make a real difference in the spread of a virus mm-hmm. Well, I, I agree with you. I think everybody's responsible for their own personal safety, and I don't know how much the government can do to protect us from ourselves if we're bound and determined to do something careless and irresponsible. Because you don't know. Like mm-hmm. in Montour County yesterday, they had a case, so you never know where that person is, so you have to shut down all the bars and restaurants. <laughs> that makes no sense. But take a look at the Bloomsburg well, Fair. There, the, what are the, half a million people in over the, the fall. Over the whole week. Over the in whole the fall, week. right. So... Are we going to have an outbreak in the fall? Would the Bloomsburg Fair actually be a disaster for people, or would it be perfectly safe to go there? They had to make a very tough call, and they made it. And I can't say they were wrong. I can't say they were right. Well, that's another topic. In Union County, we have, you know, roughly one case a day on average, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe one and a half or one and a quarter. But what that means is that for the average Union County resident, they have about a one in 40,000 chance of being diagnosed with COVID on any given day. Jeez, <laughs> right. play the lottery. So, um, right. So I, I like those chances. 
Well, actually, like there chances a lot. They're worse than the odds that you'll win, uh, or they're better than the odds you'll, that you'll get the lottery. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> well, the daily number is what one in a thousand. All right. Thank you so much, Billy. Really appreciate the call. Appreciate you listening Thanks, this weekend. Take calling. care, Billy. All right. We got to take a quick break. We'll wrap that up. We got our two callers for the rest of the show all lined up. We will be right back. Trade in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. From now until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on third row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to $4,655. Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Soul with 17 available and savings up to 44.24. The demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade and assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we got to go right back to the phones. Rob Center, a fabulous producer, put him on hold, busied up the rest of the line so that we can stay on the line with our good callers. Uh, that puts Lance on. Go ahead, sir. You get a minute. Okay. Um, Tim Holden was primaried out. I know that. Okay. Anyway, uh, this is uh, Chameleon, and uh, just a quick blurb here. Our democracy has no room for inciting violence or endangering the public, no matter the ideology of those who commit such acts. The violent actions of people calling themselves Antifa at Berkeley this weekend deserve unequivocal condemnation, and the perpetrators should be arrested and prosecuted. We must never fight hate with hate and remember the values of peace, openness, and justice that represent the best in America. Jeez, that, that sounds like Nancy Obama. Pelosi. Oh, Nancy. okay. Nancy Pelosi, and now she's defending all the awful stuff that's coming, going on out west. And calling her own federal police officers thugs and Gestapo. I can't help but wonder if those folks were coming for the guns, whether she'd say that. Well, okay. I, I certainly think she needs to apologize to law enforcement. Oh, we lost yes. Ken. Yeah, we lost I'll Ken. Say. Got it. All right, we got open points. Thank you so much, Lance. Appreciate the yep. call. 1-800-795-9565. One of our good listeners sends a yes, note. This is our friend Tom, who's uh, still with us. He says, the reason there are only two signs in New, Ber in New Berlin is because the other four people haven't put theirs out yet. <laughs> New Berlin has 847 residents. Okay, so... According to the latest census. Most of the signs there are Trump signs. Yeah, I, would, I hope so. <laughs> uh, let's see. And let's see. Vote Trump Coronavirus 2020. And that's uh, apparently Bob thinks that should be the president's uh, campaign slogan. All right. And we probably have the last caller getting screened even as we speak. And so we'll we have about a that. minute if we get through fast. I get to take tomorrow off. Again? Yes. So I'll be this high in the mountains. This is becoming a nasty habit. I know. I'll be uh, oh, high Ken's in the mountains back. enjoying Ken. relaxation. Ken's back. So don't try to call me, I will. but Steve Kushaloff will be here. You'll be Catbird. Ken, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, how are you? Um, I just wanted to be aware I was agreeing with how stupid and random these mandates are. All right, I don't know if you're aware that Little League Baseball is back on track, RBI Baseball is back on track, 
girls' basketball, men's ba- boys' basketball. There are tournaments happening everywhere. Okay, so I was recently in a very large complex in um, sort of the Lancaster, York area. And you got 10 seconds cards. left. Good. Yeah. Well, Go anyway, 40 cards, but you couldn't go into the restaurant. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. Well, yeah, that's part of the problem. Thank you, All Ken. Right, yep. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Yeah, well, we're still on track for high school football around here, so let's mm-hmm. hope we can pull that. I'll see Steve tomorrow and you on Monday. We or need, Friday. You'll be back Friday, though, right? right? We need football. Yeah, Friday, Ben and I will be arguing about the U.S. Attorney General William Barr still. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, 10 a.m.